What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future passion. Explore paths to careers that will excite and motivate you. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu to find out how to connect to your future. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Negotiations between the St. Joe City Commission and the Curious Kids Museum over the sale of Memorial Hall have broken down. Following a fire at the city-owned building last summer, Curious Kids sought to purchase the property from the city so that it can renovate and expand. The museum's current offer for the property is $500,000, but city commissioners have said they also want a first right of refusal to get the building back should the museum ever seek to sell it. At their Monday meeting, Mayor Laura Goose said the museum has rejected that idea and declined to hold further meetings. The City Commission is disappointed that Curious Kids is not interested in engaging in further discussion, but remains supportive of Curious Kids and open to continuing discussions. Goose said commissioners continue to believe an agreement is possible, but if the museum leadership can't agree to the city's terms, then things will remain as they are. She also notes the museum has rejected a suggestion from the Silver Beach Carousel Society that it consolidate operations down at the Silver Beach Center. Museum director Lori Marciniak says the museum is also disappointed and remains committed to being an incredible museum at that location. She said efforts to upgrade the museum will continue. The Tribal Council of the Pukagan Band of Potawatomi Indians wants Dwajak Union School District to stop using the chieftain's name and mascot. On Monday, the Tribal Council formally ended their support for an agreement with Dwajak School District approving the use of the school's chieftain's logo and mascot that was founded back in 1990. In a statement, they said it's time for Dwajak schools to stop using the chieftain's logo because it furthers harmful stereotypes and has a detrimental effect on Native American youth. Sam Morso, secretary of the Pokegan Band Tribal Council, says they've tried to talk to Dwajak School Board about the issue, but they have not been able to. It's concerning when there's no open dialogue. Uh, they chose to, instead of in, in having a meaningful conversation and working collaboratively, uh, they decided to issue a statement and, and not even have that talk. In a statement, Dwajak Union School Board President Brent Brewer says the school district respectfully declined to stop using the Chieftain's logo, but they want to continue engaging with the Tribal Council to ensure the name receives the dignity, respect, and reverence it deserves. Morso says there are a number of federal and state programs in jeopardy without effective collaboration between the schools and the tribes. The Two Rivers Coalition is urging rural homeowners in Van Buren County to make sure their septic systems are properly maintained after testing found high levels of E. coli in the Pawpaw River and Black River watersheds. The group's Kevin Haight tells us the coalition started testing for E. coli about seven years ago when it learned the state doesn't do that on a regular basis. They tested the Pawpaw River watershed in 2021 and the Black River watershed in 2022. So what we found was that we had high levels of E. coli, both after a rain event and even when it hadn't rained for several days. What we wanted to figure out was where is it coming from? Because there's multiple potential sources. Runoff from ag fields where they've had manure spread or bad septic systems, uh, private homes. Haight says DNA testing show the E. coli is from human sources, not animal. That means overflowing septic systems in homes are likely the cause. He says it's important for those homeowners to flush and inspect their systems on a regular basis. The Two Rivers Coalition has submitted its data to Eagle so it could be used as legislators in Lansing consider enacting a statewide septic code. Haight says Michigan is the only state without one. The 2023-24 cohort of the Berrien Community Foundation's Youth Advisory Council has been launched. 
BCF Program Director Susan Matheny tells us Teens Exhibiting Able Minds, or TEAM, works with nonprofits and promotes causes to the foundation leadership. Since being established in the 1990s, it's awarded more than a million dollars in grants. Matheny says TEAM is made up of young people from all over Berrien County. We feel like we're teaching leadership and compassion skills and showing young people how your voice and what you do matters in the community and that you can make a difference in the community. You can stand up and do something about things that you don't think are right or need help. The team students travel all over the community to meet with nonprofit leaders. They also attend statewide conferences. Although Team's current year of service has started, recruitment is still open as the group aims to expand. We have more information at our website, wsjm.com. A nationwide program that seeks to improve literacy among young boys is coming to Benton Harbor. Barbershop Books works to distribute books for young people through area barbershops. Shaw's All Styles Barbershop on Napier Avenue will be the first in Michigan to host it starting this week. St. Joseph resident Juanita Galzetti tells us she learned about the program and then reached out to Benton Harbor Public Library to find a local business interested in taking part. So, why barbershops? Because it's a community hub and it's a place where people gather with their relatives, there's waiting time for getting your hair cut, but they have found a lot of success in putting the books into barbershops. There's sometimes where kids can't get to the library, so this is kind of a routine. You know, you're, you're there often enough with your family getting your hair cut. Galzetti says Barbershop Books is providing a shelf and about 15 books to the shop in Benton Harbor. The idea is for boys to find themselves at the barbershop on a regular basis, either to wait for an adult getting a haircut or to get one themselves, and be able to read something while they're waiting. The program launches Friday at Shaw's, and it's hoped more local barbershops will sign up. The St. Joe City Commissioners have moved the master plan for Tiscornia Park forward, but with some changes. At their Monday meeting, they heard an earful from residents concerned that the plan, drafted by the Parks Advisory Board, would do too much to change the character of the beach. Resident Jim Vondale was among them. He took issue with the plan to add 22 new parking spots. They're fundamentally inconsistent with keeping Tuscornia natural. There's no discernible benefit to residents from these items. Even the uh, parking on the 12 to 15 days of heavy park loads, 100 new spaces won't guarantee a parking spot. Several residents who live near the park objected to the plans for the installation of wooden posts to mark the park's boundaries. John Viersma said the park is fine the way it is. It's a, such a gem. Just leave it alone. Don't goof it up. Take care of what's there now, and it's beautiful. After some discussion, commissioners opted to scale back some of the draft plans proposals. They dropped plans for the new parking spaces, the wooden posts, and a parking area for a food truck. They moved ahead with ADA parking and a mat to help the disabled reach the water, as well as restroom improvements, drain improvements, and a new picnic area. City officials maintain the document they're working from is just a blueprint, and none of the capital improvements are yet in motion. Taking place tonight at the Shadowland Ballroom is a St. Joe City Commission candidate forum. The event is being put on by the Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber of Commerce and WSJM, The Chamber's Arthur Havelcheck tells us all six candidates running for the three seats on the commission will be there. He says the Chamber wants to give the public a chance to learn about what each candidate thinks about the issues and what issues matter most. 
I think it's fair to expect some questions about the future of the city of St. Joe in regards to economic development priorities. Parking is always going to be a question that pops up, and then we'll have some more specific ones that should really demonstrate who has a handle on the direction that this city The candidates are Brooke Thomas, Michael Fernandez, James Christopher Lannert, Sean Osborne, Tess Ulrey, and David Yardley. Only Thomas is an incumbent, so Havelcheck says the November election has the potential to greatly shake up how the city of St. Joseph is run. The forum runs from 6 to 7.30. It will be aired on WSJM and live-streamed on WSJM's Facebook page and website. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.